Welcome to the Ether. Today is Monday, July 18th, 2022. Today on the Ether, the weekly Jackal AMA. Let's take a listen. Never a dull moment over at Jackal Labs, that's for sure. Okay, um, I think we should just kind of give an overview of what we've been up to this last week, things that are changing, things that we are looking to push forward. So um, in the last week, a lot of things have occurred and... Particularly, we're getting really excited as we ramp up to launch our L1 blockchain on Cosmos, uh, which is going to have all kinds of crazy modules in it, which we're really excited to share. Um, other things that have occurred is uh, we have Emery is really focusing on on shoring up that econ before we get to the next stage of development. Uh, B is focusing on all kinds of things from biz dev all the way down to reducing as much gas as possible. And if anyone has any questions, feel free to kind of raise your hand, come up and ask. It's going to be a really relaxing hangout today. Um, so in the last week developments, what are you really excited about, Emery? Um, a lot has, uh, a lot's going to be, I think, changing for the better um, when it comes to our protocol. Um, so we've been making small efficiency improvements here and there. and. Uh, Actually, I was just talking to Marcin. He might not make it, but um, I think that this is going to be much more exciting than we anticipated. And I think our users will also find it uh, way more exhilarating than uh, what we initially thought. So I'm extremely happy for these new efficiencies, uh, new protocol improvements, and also uh, the general uh, usability of the Jackal storage product, as well as our related uh, our related apps. So. Um, everything that we have coming forward, it's pushed out just a little bit, but I think that uh, overall it's a good thing to be to deliver that amazing user experience. So I couldn't be happier about it. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. And the one thing that's really been exciting that I've been particularly focusing on recently is uh, we've shipped a, even a few different versions now for the actual Jackal beta. And that's uh, that's something that I've been really really excited about because now you can uh, you can view files in the browser, which is really cool. Um, it's one of my favorite things there. Um, the other things that you can do is you can right click and delete folders and right click and delete things. So that's a uh, nice that we have that little extra variable that we can start to play with a little bit there as well. Um, B, what are you thinking about, man? How have you been this week? Thoughts of things that are moving forward? Yeah, I've been good, man. Um, I want to add to what you're saying is um, people don't actually know there's actually a mass delete button. Um, so you make a folder. <laughs> right now, it hasn't been implemented, but if you make a folder and you name it by uh, 
underscore friend, it just allows you to reset your account and just basically delete everything. Uh, we're going to implement that as a button soon. But I just want to address something that hasn't been uh, addressed yet. So some of the guys in the beta were saying that uh, it was hard to predict how much gas they would need for, for example, 10 files or 20 files. And that's because we haven't developed a way to actually estimate very closely how much gas you would need for extreme cases we i promise that i am actually working on that and it will be something that will be coming out at launch um so you're never going to have a, a situation where you're you know you're, you're putting in not enough gas and your transaction fails and um aside from that i'm actually just super hyped for toronto <laughs> Yeah, just so everyone knows, we're also going to be at the Blockchain Futures Conference in Toronto, which will be a really exciting thing. If anyone's a fellow Canadian or coming up here to kind of experience the euphoric sensations of privacy and, and the beauty of Canada, we'd love anyone to come by the booth, hang out, come say hi. We're going to have quite the presence there as well. Um, yeah, it's interesting about the, uh, the if you create a folder, that's, that's a specific name, it'll delete all your stuff. So good thing we're in beta right now, right? Um, other than that, um, another really cool thing that we shall account for as well is the gas on the testnet, I believe, is actually different from gas on mainnet. So that's another thing that, that we should probably be factoring in as well when you're, when you're analyzing the current beta and the state that it is in. Um, other than that, if anyone has any questions, feel free to kind of hop on up and, and ask. If there aren't any questions specifically at this time, um, Feel free to, I'm going to hit Emery with a really, really cool question about the state of the market, because I know you're the, the big finance guy, and I'm curious what your thoughts are of the current state of the market, the current moment we find ourselves in, and why we're kind of excited to continue to build this kind of thing. Yes, yeah, sure, absolutely. Um, actually, today is, uh, or at least this morning, is pretty green, so I was happy to see that, uh, but Otherwise, uh, as everyone knows, we're still in the midst of this uh, bear market, a crypto winter, if you will. Um, several large lending firms and and banks, crypto banks, have gone under. I'm sure you've all seen the news with uh, with uh, Voyager and 3AC, and uh, that's it's and, and Celsius. It's it's not looking super great for the big lenders, but I think actually. Uh, this will drive a lot of value to the DeFi. So I'm not saying that uh, those failures are necessarily a good thing uh, at all, but I will say that I think uh, people start to realize the power of the DeFi since uh, you're in control of your own wallet and your accounts can't really be frozen. And I think people will start to realize that um, as they move closer and closer to the DeFi, they have, they'll have a much more enjoyable experience. So I, I take this as a as a, a bit of a win for for the DeFi, and uh, we're starting to actually see more money come into the DeFi over the past uh, two three days. Um, almost four billion dollars uh, came into uh, the DeFi as a whole over the last four days. So I think that's absolutely amazing. Um, Another interesting fact on that, and I think it's kind of a, a cool situation that, that I, I've kind of noticed with the Celsius bankruptcy and uh, their current state. Um, if you notice, everything that they've paid off for from debt-wise is all the decentralized exchanges because all the liquid, because all their uh, collateral will be taken in that, that sense. And it's really interesting how the code really kind of sets the rules of the situation. So there's not really many bailouts for situations like that where uh, you have to 
pay back pretty much all the DeFi loans, but all the centralized loans that they're dealing with right now, which is quite interesting, they're still unpaid, which is, uh, is I think that's that's a little bit of a win for all of us in, in the decentralized finance space specifically. Um, if anyone has any questions, feel free to come on up and, and nerd out with us about different things. Um, B, let's uh, let, let's chat from a from a, a standpoint of, of being a developer, and you're also kind of tiptoeing into biz dev. And if you want to kind of chat about different ways that people are thinking about using the product in a B two B space, I, I think that would be an interesting thought, and we can kind of ping back and forth on a topic like that. Yeah. So the you know I, I said you you've mentioned before that the idea of getting getting a business to just use Jacko directly and, and manage their own wallets is, is quite, is quite of a hard sell. And um, unfortunately the, the easiest sell is to, is to have some kind of managed, managed service. And so Marcin and I have just, just been going back and forth about that a lot. And the, the, as far as the tech is concerned, it's, it's quite, it's actually quite easy. <laughs> if, if we, if we were to build Build the, the the servers and manage people's manage people's wallets. And uh, as far as a business white labeling us, they would have control of those those wallets for their customers. And um, yeah, as so 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 long as they their customers trust them to not sell their data, I guess it's 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 not completely decentralized, but it's a much better alternative than say Google in the sense that Google will tell you straight up that they have rights to access your data. Whereas we, we can say, you know, we, 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 we will not mine your data and, and sell it to advertisers. So, you know, we're, we're purely a privacy layer. Right. So yeah. Do you have anything to, to add to that? Yeah. Well, I, I think it's really interesting when you look back through the history and I've probably said this a few times, when you look back through the history of everything when it comes to adoption of technology like the main reason a lot of us have computers in our houses right now is if you look back in history computers started in the office where it was pretty much just used for excel or or very very base principles of what it's capable of back then and they got to a point where people liked them so much in the office and they said hey you know what i'm gonna use this at home as well but the cool thing about having a managed service like that is we're still locked out from the ground up. So if there's kind of a reseller that's going to look to be an entrepreneur and then and then sell the ability to leverage the security and, and, and privacy posture of something like Jackal, where there's no usernames, passwords, phone numbers, nothing like that. It's just private, public and private keys. It's me trying to get my grandfather onto the system. He's still going to want that recover password button. So it's really interesting how we can leverage these white labelers that are going to go to market in their specific geographical region. And, and provide that service to individuals on that side while we can still draw a hard line in the sand for the for the posture that we have for the underlying DeFi product, where if people that are comfortable using something like that and they are comfortable not losing their seed phrase or they have have everything uh, locked down and, and has, has been around the block a few times, kind of those um, direct-to-consumer individuals that would be interested in using something like this. That's what we're really excited about for as well. So we can make sure that we can still have the highest digital privacy and cybersecurity posture possible on one side so that the the mothership, which is the product, it's completely permissionless and completely secure. And on the flip side, still have the ability for um, us to reach out to that B2B product uh, for those individuals that are looking to move a lot of terabytes. 
So it, it's it's really great from my standpoint when I kind of take a step back and look, look at the situation. We want to have a great onboarding experience. And I'm excited for those partners that are kind of looking to build that Web 2.5 bridge is, is the way I would describe it. Um, if anyone has any questions about the protocol, the current state, if you tried out the beta and then want to kind of chat about that, feel free to come on up and, and chat with us. That's kind of what we are right now. But um, there's a, if I may, uh, Patrick, I think there hasn't something, there's been something we haven't quite touched on yet, which is uh, maybe sort of obvious, but maybe not so much unless we uh, like think about it a little. Um, for, for those who do have a, uh, a hardware wallet, like a ledger or, a, or like a treasure or something like that that supports, uh, that supports secret, um, you can definitely make this uh, make your wallet act as kind of like a, a key to the cloud we can kind of take anywhere uh, which is really neat uh, being able to access your jackal account storage uh, with your hardware wallet i think is a pretty neat uh implication of, of what we're building here so yeah go to anywhere you want to uh you know and just plug in your ledger and treasure and access your data yeah, that is the really cool thing about, and that's the easiest sell right now when we're talking to board of directors, for example, where imagine you're able to have a ransomware backup where it's a multi-signature wallet around a board. Um, that is kind of one of the coolest things about this, where you can have really high security posture around that backup to make sure you don't lose it. And the other great thing about that is um, your ledger or Trezor can, can literally be an access key to petabytes of data if, if you want to get to that point, which is interesting. So you can go anywhere in the world and have access to that in a secure manner um, rather than using another cloud service where uh, you have all the different attack vectors and passwords are breached and <laughs> dumped on the open internet. And you're also at liberty of your own personal cybersecurity posture around things like that relating to breach emails, passwords, phone numbers, and also that social aspect of uh, phishing vulnerabilities and things like that. So having a hardware wallet to access really sensitive data is really, really, really great for, for this product particularly. And that's why we're really excited about it. But the cool thing, other than just purely the, the security around the product, um, the price point as well, right? Because we're still able to get 50 to 80% cheaper than legacy solutions. We're looking at like $8 a month per terabyte, which is um, criminally low compared to other, other products right now on the market uh, in a, a hot storage state, which we're really excited about. So kind of just trying to push forward the, our ability to really have a web three storage solution that actually has a great user experience. And there's really, really great people that have pioneered the market, like a Filecoin, ARW, those two guys particularly. Um, Filecoin is a really, really great product and they built a, just an awesome um, research and development into the space, but it doesn't really have that user experience. We're looking for that speed that you're used to. And, and ARW is great as well. It's great for, data storage and permanence. Um, well, permanence in the sense that however long the drives last, which is probably around five to 10 years in, in that sense. And you have that perpetuity, but it's really expensive and it's not really scalable in, in that sense where you're looking at uh, per transaction basis. And a lot of people don't want to keep data forever. If you're in a business setting, for example, where you have certain legislation, you have to keep it for a certain amount of time. So it doesn't kind of pile up over time, which is interesting as well. So that's kind of where we are, and that's why we're really excited to to have that ability to bring that speed, bring that utility, and most importantly, bring that user experience while still maintaining that privacy posture and security posture is, is the things that we're excited about specifically. 
Um, again, if anyone has any questions about beta, about uh, the protocols, what we're building, um, questions in, in the docs as well, feel free to come on up and ask. We'd love to share that with you. Um, other than that, um, what are your thoughts about stuff like that, Emery? About our security posture? Just about kind of uh, having that ability to have that USB key all around the world, and uh, yeah. which represents, I guess, your your ledger, or in some cases, a multi-signature wallet for access to a root folder, for example, while still maintaining those granular permissions, which is really interesting in itself. Yeah, um, that's that's exactly why I wanted to bring it to the table uh, because I think it actually brings. Uh, more uh, usability and utility to your hardware wallets, not just your wallet. It's now it's now a key to your key to your online data. So uh, we traditionally think of storage in the cloud as being just accessed uh, by uh, by some computer or, or tablet where you can go anywhere. And while this is still the case, um, as I said before, those attack vectors are still there. While we have this hardware wallet that you can connect. Um, to your to your machine, um, those attack vectors are drastically reduced, and with uh, having a multi-sig uh, built in, something like that, um, it I don't want to say virtually impossible, but it it sounds darn near close. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot of wrench attacking you'd have to do to get access to something like that. <laughs> and you need um, multiple at, at that. So um, that's that's something extraordinarily uh, exciting about this, just being able to access your data anywhere with, with something that uh, it, only you or whoever's in your multisig can possibly access. Yeah, and there's kind of another other piece to that as well, which is really interesting, is, is the ability to... For us, I'm really happy we're building specifically in the Cosmos IBC, and that's um, that's a piece. I'm I'm always going to be one of those maxis where between vertical and horizontal scalability, you'll take horizontal every single day of the week. But um, the other cool thing is, is since our storage contract is a contract in itself, you can have other smart contracts that have their own storage account, which is uh, an interesting thought. Where previously we're kind of limited to um, the amount of data on chain is whatever we can fit in the metadata of the contract. And I think that's pretty close to like one, one to two kilobytes of data, which is pretty much all you, that's like one tweet, for example, worth the data, if you want to put it that way. But uh, what's really, really interesting is now that we have smart contracts having the ability to have their own Jacko account, you can have terabytes of storage moving around on chain and changing permissions of who has access to it. And uh, a good, use case that I like to talk about is, uh, let's take it back down to our, our very primitive DeFi thoughts surrounding things like NFT marketplaces. And this is like the bare minimum of something that this could do. But imagine a situation where you go and say, okay, I wanna go and I wanna purchase this NFT. In the Right now, when you purchase an NFT, you really just get the metadata to the NFT, uh, to the, the photo itself, which is, which is really cool. And it's like a receipt in that sense and you say okay i have this if you right click save it doesn't matter because i have this receipt but imagine a situation where both the nft marketplace and the user have jackal accounts um <laughs> it gets pretty funky where uh imagine now you can purchase the nft but you can also purchase the rights to the physical the permissions on the back end of their system so that actual photo can exchange from the nft marketplace directly to the end user or from peer-to-peer, user-to-user in that sense, if it's being listed by another user. So now you can have 
these paywalls um, in front of crazy amounts of data. So the NFTs are one thing, just your PFP, but you can also start to think about things like movies, songs, um, other aspects that have a lot more data um, surrounding them, or even large data sets in, in the sense that, okay, I want to create a data marketplace. Um, Jackal can't sell it for you <laughs> because we're locked out with your data from the ground up. But imagine a situation where the end user wants to sell their own data and say, hey, I've uh, collected all my own data and I want to monetize it. I'm going to go to this data marketplace and I'm going to package it up and, and sell it to someone that I truly believe is has a good reason for purchasing it, such as uh, maybe it's a, it's a scientific study or something like that that you want to contribute to. Um, you have the right to do that. But the really cool thing is, is that when you have ownership and the, the, um, the whole ability to have this ownership of your data on chain, it gets really, really cool where now you have, you're kind of empowered in a way where you can actually say, okay, I want a little bit of my data to go here. I want a little bit of my data to go there. But the cool thing is, is that for the first time in a very long time, um, that's now your choice instead of uh, being the choice of someone else, which is we think is great as we kind of tiptoe down this path to we're starting to get more and more interfaced with, um, I, I want to say user interfaces, whether that's uh, virtual headsets that are going on, on my head and tracking my eyeballs to things like Neuralink that are actually having brain interfaces for specific games or specific other use cases. Um, where is that data going to sit? As we slowly as humanity, and this is kind of our overreaching ethos as, as a company, as, as we start to get more and more involved and we start to have more and more data collected, most of the time to provide a better user experience for you, but who should have access to that and who should be in control of that? And if you have the ability to have that much data collected on a single individual, I truly believe that the individual should have access to that and have full control of that and give, if they want to, read and write permissions to the people providing the service. Um, if anyone has any questions, I know this is kind of ranting a little bit at this point, but um, feel free to come on up and ask a question if you'd like. Um, other than that, I'll continue to go back and forth with Emery and B. <laughs> um, if you guys have any add-ons to that, it's kind of a, a, an abstract thought, a little blue sky. Yeah. Um, so having access to your own data is uh, something that's absolutely very important to us. And I think that any other application that wants to build on us uh, would probably have the same ethos. Uh, do we have, uh, do we have anyone in line or uh, thoughts about other protocols or applications that, you know, might align with us well to, uh, to have that kind of, data protection and security uh, with Jackal? Do we, have, do we have people who are interested in building with us? Yeah, well, we've had a bunch of people looking to launch front ends on, on our system. But the, the cool thing is that every single DeFi application current in its current state is uh, is running on AWS <laughs> right now or Google Cloud. And you'll notice that pretty much every single Web3 application will go down um, in the event they have an outage. And I know there's people like a cache that are working on that. But Pretty much a lot of the middleware and most almost all the time the storage layers are running on centralized servers so um I, i'm excited for anyone who's kind of true to that DeFi ethos in that sense um would love to kind of look at something like this and people say ipfs is is a solution to that um it's interesting marston had a really great thread on ipfs in, in general where um it's just a discovery layer so that just means the company that is pinning the file on ipfs 
has a centralized server that they're pinning to. Um, <laughs> and that means if that server goes offline, all the data is also gone. So we're trying to build something a little bit more resilient than that, kind of like a BitTorrent peer-to-peer network meets smart contracts, meets privacy. Um, I know we have Bridge. We also have um, Running Cut up here. Uh, running Cut, if you want to go first, Bridge, you can go second. Yeah, no, love the project, uh, following you guys. Uh, going back to the NFTs, I just had a question. Is Jackal going to come out with their own NFT with any kind of use case? <laughs> that's, a, that's a good question. Uh, we haven't really thought. We're, we're kind of more of an infrastructure builders, but we had a bunch of people protest saying, hey, we'll partner with you or we'll give whitelist spots to your community. Um, we're kind of risk adverse in that sense where we don't really know who we're getting a bed in with in that situation. So um, it, it's possible that we're going to be coming out with an NFT use case, but we're thinking of it kind of being um, a mixture between uh, purchase an NFT, get access to a, a sweater that will be shipped to you or something along those lines. We'll try to find real utility for them um, if we are to launch one. Um, there's also really cool ideas and, and we haven't, if I'm being honest with you, we haven't really thought too much about launching an NFT collection. Um, I know some people have done tribute NFT collections to us, which is something that we think is really cool. Um, but right now, um, some of my favorite NFT use cases, uh, I don't know if we've ever been on DYDX where they have um, these hedgies collection where if you collect them, you get fee discounts and things like that. I think that would be kind of an interesting integration. But at this time, if I'm being honest with you, we have not thought too much into launching an NFT collection. Yeah, a couple of the use cases I've seen would be like um, more to do with your delegator or your validator. So maybe um, if somebody holds the Jackal NFT and delegates, they get, you know, a discount on commission or a percentage of the rewards or, you know, just some ideas to build up your validator. Yeah, that's a really cool idea. Um, there's all kinds of different things that I think is going to happen eventually. It has to be inevitable. We're in the space and uh, pretty much every project has uh, some NFT use case. If we can really nail down and maybe it would be, even be a community led endeavor trying to figure out what the best utilities for something like this would be. And uh, if, if we think it, it makes sense and it works, we'll definitely launch one 100%. No, thanks for asking that question, uh, Emery or B. If you have any thoughts, feel free to kind of jump on top of that. Yeah, I know we've entertained the idea of uh, having NFTs before, but we weren't quite sure what to do with them. Uh, so we just kind of let it trail off a little bit. But um, there are so many interesting use cases. Uh, we have almost a decision paralysis going on just to make sure uh, we, we have the absolute best one. Um, and there may not necessarily be a best one, um, but um, th that may lend itself to several new cases for, for one F NFT project rather than just having uh, a, a flood of NFTs going on. So uh, we definitely appreciate the suggestions when it comes to NFTs uh, because uh, as, as uh, Patrick was saying, we are an infrastructure layer. So NFTs aren't like our number one priority, but having use case NFTs uh, is something we'd absolutely love to entertain. 100%. Yeah, no, thank you for asking that question. That's, that's a really good one. Feel free to stay up if you can think of anything else. Um, Bridge, you're up, dude. What's up? How you doing, guys? Thanks for having me on here. Yeah, no, thanks for having um, me. I've been paying attention for a while and uh, been a fan in the background. Um, in our community, we have a lot of secret network fans. Uh, some cosmonauts. Um, I'm really trying to. Uh, the group of us are, are hosting, hoping to get a 
a validator um, and forward-looking I haven't heard someone give me a clear enough resolution on um, like I'm, I'm referencing referencing to the blockchain that hasn't been created yet yeah um, absolutely so and, uh, and how an IBC is that it seems like trustless but there's some um, well, if you could explain the best way possible, um, that going from the the validator that we have with Secret Network to communicating with a new, basically ETH clone. Yeah, yeah. So, so we're in the IBC, so we're not in ETH clone. So the validator running on the Secret Network and the validator that will be running on our system pretty much do the same thing. Actually, they just keep keep that ledger. Um, which is really interesting and it's really helpful because we need those guys to to kind of keep the ledger. Um, so the the actual system, you would need another, I believe, um, don't take my word for this because I'm not the most technical guy on our team. I know Marston is the man and Aaron is, are the two guys that would be great for asking questions. If you want to hop in the Discord and ask them directly, um, I can I can send you their, both your accounts. But when you look to launch a validator for us, um, you'd probably have to get another machine, if I if I believe so, um, and you'd have to launch that, and then you'd have to integrate that with our uh, our client there, that would be keeping that ledger specifically. Um, so I I think Emery, you probably have a better idea of how much that would cost a month to actually get the hardware to do something like that, and then from there you can get people to delegate to your validator. And uh, it's not necessarily an ETH clone. It's just running, um, it's making sure that we keep consensus and, and keep the ledger relative to our specific blockchain. So um, that's one side of things. So that's kind of one piece of hardware you could run to contribute to our network. Another piece of hardware you could run um, if you want to run a storage miner rather than a validator. Both of them get go hand in hand and both of them get rewards for different doing different jobs, really. So when you kind of think about those miners, they, uh, you spin up your hardware and they get incentivized to do a job. And that job for us, uh, if you're running a storage miner, um, it, it's the system would be built a little bit differently. And, and what's kind of optimizing to do is store as much data as possible. So um, we're working on an idea and actually it's an idea where we're actually going with it, where we've come up with a new kind of proof. And, and for that blockchain relative to the miners, not necessarily relative to the validators, um, it's kind of a proof of persistence where you have to submit proofs to our blockchain every certain number of blocks. And, and what happens there, you're just proving that you still have the file. So if you kind of want to get into the hardware side of things, uh, feel free to hop in our Discord and ask some questions there because those guys can can help you specifically. I know it's getting flooded. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm sorry for asking like a confusing long question. I'll, I will... Uh... Do as you do as you suggested. Come into the Discord. Thank you. No, no. Thank you for coming up. Uh, we love to kind of entertain all. I just wish we had some guys up here. Uh, we usually kind of split split the team half and half uh, each week. But um, B, if you have anything to add to that, or Emery relating to um, setup and price, um, I, I'm definitely not the best guy to answer that question. I, I predominantly work in, in business development and making sure we steer the ship properly. Yeah, I'll be honest with you guys that. Marson and Emery are prim primarily responsible for like all the hardware aspects. So I'm sure, I mean, Aaron, sorry, I keep mixing Aaron. <laughs> I'm sure Aaron would, would be happy to answer, Bridge, I'm sure Aaron would be happy to answer your questions directly 
um, especially if you want to set up a validator for our chain. And the progress on the chain is going really, really well. So we will like he will likely have a pretty solid answer for you. Sorry, we couldn't tell you this uh, like here, and he couldn't make it today, unfortunately. Yeah, but we 100% we're going to be running a testnet as well. So if you want to run a validator on that, um, it, they may be a side incentivized relative to what our economic situation. I think Emery can talk to that a little bit. But uh, for the validators that will be running on the testnet, kind of a few weeks before we launch a chain, which will probably be coming within the next two weeks, um, feel free to ping us in the Discord and we can get you into that group uh, of people that are looking to um, support our chain specifically. Yeah, man. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Yeah, no, thanks for asking the question. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, I can't really speak to the specs a whole lot. As B was saying, that's definitely uh, more of an Aaron question. But um, as far as like cost goes, um, it's actually not too terribly expensive. Uh, depends on whether you're not just uh, buying the buying the uh, the bare metal machines or using some colocation services. Um, and depending on your region, I know it's going to vary wildly because uh, these services are becoming a little bit pricier these days. Um, I would expect anywhere from on the low end on the very very low end of maybe 150 to 200 bucks to three to four hundred dollars a month again depending on your uh, depending on your services or sorry uh, location so uh, I, I would expect that per month if you're looking at uh looking at a validator um as far as like a bare metal cost um I think it might be reasonable to say something along the lines of uh i think aaron said around anywhere from anywhere from two and a half to three k so that's what i would expect as cost goes yeah definitely for running a validator running um running storage miners it's, it's a little bit different relative to in the early days everyone's going to be able to be profitable running a, a storage miner on an old laptop but i don't know how long that's going to last for specifically as as we want to make sure that we increase the speed and in resiliency of the system as we go along um, if anyone has any other questions, feel free to kind of come up and ask them. Um, other than that, uh, we can kind of ping back and forth uh, relating to kind of where we are at this current stage of development. Um, I do know that I just kind of want to pull up our uh, most recent kind of dev update. And, and a really, really cool thing for us um, if you're curious and, and want to get really granular on what we've been up to relating to um, development of the product, the best place to go is that Discord because we have a every week we'll we'll post a a weekly upgrade about what we're building. Um, every time we push a new beta version, all that great stuff. Um, it's a great great place to go and get that information. Um, other than that, if anyone has any other questions, feel free to ask them. Uh, feel free to come I got, on. I got other questions that aren't <laughs> so long and com complicated. That's yeah, I right. know. Go for it. Um, obviously, or I'm assuming you guys certainly altered your roadmap to avoid, you know, uh, opening and releasing as we're falling down a cliff in crypto. Um, and what I was going to ask is. Um, why can there not be some kind of, like, I didn't get that airdrop because I didn't have coins, you know, months and months and months ago. 
But what's more important, having those coins and being active today or, or the day, you know, of launching it, going live or in historical speaking? Yeah, absolutely. No, that's a really, really good question. It's a fair question to ask as well. Um, relating to how we altered our roadmap. Um, the reason we altered the roadmap isn't actually because of the state of the market. Um, it was actually because we decided to go from an L2 to an L1. So we made the decision is because we started to realize how much we we demand from our specific chain for our really specific use case. So right now, when you look at Jackal as a, as a protocol, um, we have our own protocol that is going to have all kinds of, of different modules and doing different things to kind of support the storage. Um, and that's kind of the most important thing for us is making sure that we have the best user experience possible. And we actually outsourced and, and we have a contract over on the secret network right now. And that storage contract is which wraps the privacy that we need. And we needed to outsource that because in from a business perspective, um, it's really great for us to kind of lean on third parties when we don't have as much capital to dive in at the current state that we're in, to dive into um, research and development re relating to um, getting a bunch of cryptography nerds hired on and trying to research different ways that we can provide encryption. So we're really, really happy to be launching a storage contract on Secret Network. Um, relating to AirDrop, um, we, we chose to to kind of take that snapshot way back when, because we actually thought we were going to be releasing a lot sooner. Um, and when we kind of made that pivot that we know is in the best interest of the user experience on our protocol, um, it, that's what dragged it out, unfortunately. So on, in the current state that is we are in, it's hard for us to kind of shift um, the, the parameters around our airdrop now, because it, it's, it, I don't think it would be fair in the sense that we promised airdrop to those individuals way back when they were staking. And we, we made it right. well aware that these were the parameters are going to be. And for us to go back on that is it's not a really good business decision from us, from my viewpoint. Um, this is moving. My suggestion is not to go back on anyone. What if, you know, I come up and I show you that I have all the things that you asked for, then, and, and there's a way for you to verify it, obviously it's on the blockchain. Um, is it, can't there be, what is it called? Like uh, retroactive rewards or some kind redemption. Yeah. That's me. I, to me, when, you, when you get, when you miss an airdrop by like a fart, it takes so much momentum and energy away from the project. Cause you get resentment. I know. I know. I, I totally know how you, uh, what you're saying there. And, and I totally understand that. Um, Emery's our econ uh, economist on, on the staff, and, and he can kind of speak to um, the possibilities around something like that. He can also speak to uh, the things that would have to change relative to the economics of the protocol if we started shifting the parameters a little bit, or we would have to dilute the individuals that were in the previous airdrop. If you want to speak to that, Emery. Yeah, I absolutely would. Um, so, uh, concerning your uh, concerning your question about you know missing the airdrop. Um, I definitely understand uh, where you're coming from. Um, it, it does take a little bit of breath away um, from the excitement and the hype of the project. Um, but as a, as a Patrick said, the reason the reason for the delay wasn't because of the state of the market. In fact, um, I, I think it's an excellent time for Jackal to be launching. Um, but uh, we're, we're moving towards better protocols and better and just more efficiencies uh, within within our own protocols. So having uh, having that L1 definitely pushed back some dates for sure. Um, and 
that improvement is overall a, a huge boon to our network. Um, keeping an L2, we wouldn't be able to do as much as we wanted to do. So um, definitely, I, I'd say that having having pushed back what we have, we've done. Uh, it, it did. It did take a little bit of breath away from the from that airdrop, but um, I, I would I would definitely prefer us having an overall very very solid protocol and very very solid tokenomics and whatever else we decided to add to this uh, and and delay it by a little bit than than rushing it and having like an unfinished product. So uh, while I absolutely hear your concerns, um, this airdrop is still absolutely going to happen but it is delayed i think for very very good reasons and you know we wouldn't delay it if we didn't think it was a good idea because we want the best user experience for everyone to have but you know uh i i think that most people will find that wherever we put in there these small efficiencies i was adding in before um move to the l1 it's it's an overall very very good thing for our network so i definitely apologize for the for the delay in the airdrop, but having a having our own chain and our own mutability and having 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 the ability to just do whatever we want with our own chain is super important to us. Yeah, and and I totally I totally hear you out. Where yeah. it really sucks when you miss an airdrop like that, and uh, and we can definitely talk internally about what what our options are for maybe retroactively doing something like that. Um, in, in the sense that. Um, even if you didn't receive like the small airdrop that we are, are giving out to kind of provide that initial liquidity to the protocol in itself, because that's really the purpose of the airdrop is, is number one, as you were stating, it's a marketing thing, but also it's to provide that initial liquidity because we're not doing like a public yeah. sale. Um, to get liquidity from people who are using the system. Absolutely. Absolutely. Regularly. So, yeah, so what, what we're looking to do, it's, it's you're here day one if, if you want to put a little bit of capital in. If you're looking to run a validator, you're going to be um, getting jogged hand over fist in that sense anyway. So um, I, I'm really sorry yeah. to hear that you, you kind of missed those, those requirements. But if you, um, well, if you want to kind of stay, stay involved, we would love for you to stay in that community. Well, I didn't get them. I didn't even know about you guys when the airdrop, when the snapshot occurred. So. But I'm, I, I have plenty of bags to meet these requirements. And I, I keep seeing this over and over again. And this is, the, to me, like, we're literally, I don't want to use the word insulting, but it, I can't stress enough how unexcited it makes you to not receive any, any coins for a network that you support and use based on a day or this or that. So flexibility, <clears throat> that would be, a, that would be a helpful thing. I, I was talking about running a secret validator. I, I wasn't sure how your DAO was maintained. Do you have, you're talking about a validator validator or yeah. Jackal DAOs validators. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Jackal will have its own validator set and as well its own miners as well. So um, for those are the two, different ways that you can earn uh, tokens uh, as rewards for providing a service to the network by leveraging your computers to do little jobs. Um, and one's keeping the consensus and keeping the uh, ledger of who has what at one time. And the other way that you can earn capital by providing a service with a computer would be to um, to have storage on, on that system and you'd be rewarded that way as well. 
Um, yeah, no, I, yeah, th thank you for sharing your concerns. I, I really appreciate yeah. you uh, coming up here and, and let us, us know about that stuff. We'll talk internally and, and I'll reach out to you about what the possibilities are. Um, if there's any other questions, if anyone kind of wants to come up and, and ask or. I don't, I'd also, uh, I would mind adding on to that. Um, I, this is, this is like one of my first few, uh, DeFi projects I've been heavily uh, invested in. And I definitely, uh, have had my fair share of airdrops that have been missed, uh, uh, for, for a while. And it's, and it's disappointing, uh, for sure. But, um, I haven't gotten to the point where until now, where I can appreciate, um, you know the work that a lot of the like the devs put in uh even when an airdrop is missed because uh you know coming from an outside perspective it's like yeah how come they just can't you know do x y and z um but unexpected things happen all the time and i'm sure that anyone in this call can relate to that so uh like i said i do appreciate your patience and i've grown to i've grown to appreciate uh the patience of our of our community with our with our delayed airdrop just because i've i've been there and now that i'm in the middle of a DeFi project, I understand where these things come from. So just wanted to add that. I, I definitely feel uh, what you're feeling there, but uh, coming from the inside, again, it's a little bit different. So um, just wanted to add uh, a little bit of perspective from, from both sides here. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, all right. If, if anyone wants to add any other questions, uh, if anyone wants to come on up, I see Scott down there. I haven't talked to you in a while, buddy. Um, other than that, uh, B, what are your thoughts moving forward? Um, what are some things that you're excited for right now, whether it's joining the Jackal, whether it's looking at kind of getting uh, a blue stang a little bit about the, the art of the possible relating to the protocol? Yeah, man, I was actually very, I was even waiting with bated breath to announce this, but uh, we've been researching a lot of encryption recently uh, with the team. But the thing I'm excited most about is recently in April of this year, actually, it was announced that the AES Advanced Encryption Standard 256 bits is quantum resistant. Um, so <laughs> I'm one of the core developers to the team, and I'm also a computer engineering major. And uh, everyone's been following the advance of quantum computers for a long time. But uh, in essence, from a working understanding, classical computers use bits and quantum computers use qubits, which can be you know, on and off at the same time. And currently, it requires 6,600 6, qubits to break AES-256. But for perspective, IBM has only achieved, they're only going to achieve 1,100 qubits in 2023. And there was a really cool research paper released uh, about that recently on Cryptera. So um, everyone, I don't know if people know this or not, but AES-256 is actually the encryption standard that we use for uh, encrypting your files on Jackal Storage before they are sent over to the nodes. So rest assured that not only, not only classical computers cannot break your, uh, decrypt your files, but for at least for the next five, six years, it appears to be quantum resistant pending, depend, depending on how, how fast IBM and uh, Apple continue to innovate on quantum computers. So yeah, I just, I just wanted to geek out there a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that's, a, that's a fun thought for sure. So, so everyone can hear, can rest assured that all those memes that you're storing on Jacko are yours and no one's going to steal them in that sense. <laughs> Quantum resistant memes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your, your memes, your memes are safe and quantum resistant. So, uh, if anyone has any other questions, uh, feel free to come on up. 
check the, uh, the podcast, the audience. So I know you're there. You can come up and ask your questions. I know you have a thousand. Yeah, unless you're unless Scott's mining fiat right now. Uh, in in that case, get back to work, buddy. But uh, other than that, um, yeah, man, I'm just really excited to kind of be building this protocol. I'm really excited about where it's going and all the possibilities that we we add by having this extra amount of, of kind of storage on chain and the ability for those granular permissions so we can have terabytes of data flying around on the blockchain, which is super exciting to me being the the nerd that we all are getting excited about infrastructure and, and middleware as as we are as our team. Um, other than that, um, if anyone has any other questions, I think now would be a good time to do that. Um, if not, we're probably going to shut this down pretty quickly because we got to get back to work. We have a protocol to build. So any last questions, feel free to come on up. Um, if not, I really appreciate everyone kind of coming by and asking questions and learning about the project. And for those of you that are here, um, right now, and you are starting to kind of dip your toes into what is Jackal, what do we do? Um, just kind of bringing it back to its base principles, if you haven't heard of us before, what we do is we build decentralized data storage protocols. So um, it's a peer-to-peer -peer network that is all managed on-chain with permissions, and it's encrypted end-to-end, -end, so only the end user with their private key can access share and manage their data and we're locked out from the ground up so your data is truly your data in that sense and um if you have uh if you kind of look at, at what we're building and you kind of want a uh an analogy to to what this is it's if you took the security of, of something like the tor browser um and then or the onion router and then you added on an extra layer of peer-to-peer -peer networks like a BitTorrent, and then you mixed in a little bit of Cosmos smart contracts. Uh, that is what the product is. And uh, we're really excited to kind of be pushing the envelope on um, self-custodial data storage solutions. So now you can be bankless and you can be serverless in that sense as well. Um, so if anyone has any last questions, now's the time. If not, we're probably gonna wrap it up right here. Kind of give everyone one last chance there. Right, going once, going twice, three times. Okay. Thanks everyone for coming. I really appreciate it. We do this every single week at 1 p.m. EST. Uh, we're also going to be, or 12 CST. Um, my brain doesn't work in US, uh, UST, I almost said, uh, UTC. <laughs> so, oh, we have one more question. I'll let him come on up. He's just connecting right now. And then we can kind of get going there. We have the the connecting spinning right now. I know he's coming on up. Uh, Emery and, and B, if you want to add anything before we kind of shut this down. Oh, I think you're up. Hey, how are you? Uh, for, uh, question. Yeah, no, what's the question? Hello? Sorry? I'm sorry, what was that? Uh, go ahead with your question. Uh, how can I earn... JKL. How can you earn Jackal? Yeah, so I'll, I'll let Emery unpack that. Um, he, he's, he's the man when it comes to all econ. So there's a number of different ways you can earn Jackal. I'll let you kind of unpack that for a memory. Yeah, absolutely. There are there are a couple ways uh, right now. 
Um, the first way was a couple months ago, if you were eligible for our airdrop, um, if you look in our econ paper, uh, you can kind of calculate what your airdrop would have been if you were staking uh, either Adam Secret uh, or Juno. So uh, there's there's that. Uh, the second way, uh, which you can just you know generate Jackal, is to is to start a miner. Uh, we do have a mining network, uh, in which case you can earn uh, some Jackal by uh, basically supporting our, our P2P uh, protocol here. So um, that that is a big way that you can earn, earn Jackal really, really heavily in the early days of mining. Um, another way would be to stake to our network. We are an L1 on the Cosmos, so uh, the inflation will go uh, to the validators and the APR will absolutely go to you. So having that, having Jackal staked on the validator is a very, very easy way to earn Jackal. Um, and I guess uh, the final way to get Jackal is just to, uh, is just to uh, buy it on the DEXs uh, that will be on. Um, so uh, we will absolutely be on on Osmosis. And if you have uh, been following along, uh, you'll notice that we'll be on an AMM as well. We're building out our own. Um, it's not going to be extraordinarily large or anything. We're just making sure that we have that appropriate uh, price discovery so that we're not uh, using an Oracle. So you can swap between Jackal, Atom, and USDC on our AMM. So those are the primary ways of getting Jackal right now. Well, thank you so much for that question. Um, other than that, if anyone has any other last questions before we kind of shut it down, uh, feel free to come up and, and ask. Uh, if not, we're probably going to end it right here. Just going once, going twice. If anyone has last questions, okay. Uh, thanks everyone for coming. Um, we're going to shut this down right now, but I really, really appreciate all the support. Um, if you have any ideas of what we should be doing or any recommendations or just curious about the protocol, feel free to hop in the Discord. And one of the 14 guys on staff that we have we would love to uh, come on down and answer those for you. Um, thank you all for coming, and we're just going to end it for right here. I'll let kind of Emery and B have one last little say there, and we'll end this. Yeah, thanks guys again for coming on. Uh, we'll we'll be doing another weekly AMA uh, again next week around the same time. Uh, we do try to answer your questions as quickly as possible in the Discord, uh, so please hit us up there, or you can uh, ask us individually. My uh, Discord messages are open, so feel free to answer questions. Feel free to ask questions. I'll answer them as quickly as I possibly can. Um, we appreciate all you guys attending and testing out our testing out our product on the beta. So um, if you have any questions about how the beta works, please shoot us a message. We'd be happy to get back to you. And we're always looking for improvements uh, to to what we have going on. So uh, thanks again for for jumping on our AMA. Yeah, um, just to concur, I, um, I'm always open for questions as well. And um, to anyone who's who might be completely new to uh, Web3, uh, we have actually tutorial videos on our YouTube for how to install a wallet and how to use the product. So check that out as well. Um, Link is in the Twitter descriptions. I mean, in the Twitter feed. <laughs> Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was the weekly Jackal AMA, recorded on Monday, July 18th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. 
sipping on a little bit of sin I've been giving, try to keep it written down So it feels like I've been living I've been realizing a minute Reality ain't got limits Going out my fucking mind Testing out the physics Stretching out the distance For instance, let me be specific The risk is hedge funding the business Betting on the difference Ingesting all the research Sleeping through the rebirth Sliding out feet first Sleep tight, little dreamer Early to bed, early to rise With a rugged ass demeanor Taking beats to the cleaners You know I love my t-shirts And the people who support my little dream here Transparent cows, I gotta steer clear 2020 going down is one fucking weird year Take a second, look around, the psyops is winning Set the table, we just biopsy dinner Now I'm gonna react to that And act like I'm telling you a personal anecdote Something to break the tension Something to endear myself a bit Something kind of uh, embarrassing. <laughs> and you guys are gonna make an awe sound. It's true, it really happened. They got a tracker in the phone, tracking everywhere we go. When it's fine if I don't know, I already sold my soul. Getting ready, rock and roll, tip the first domino. Feeling abominable with these avalanche flows. Stop and rest on the road, gotta get where I'm going. And the rest of y'all know that we hit the ground sore. And I'll be coming for the fuckers that be summoning the trouble. Running on the double while I'm handing out the W's. Putting wins on the board every fucking day. They love me on the team because I know my fucking place. Better get in where you fit in, I'm delivering the meaning. I Inherited the demons, always sneaky, never seen them If I'm breathing, I'm reading, I'm not even being conceited I need to see for myself if you think that I'm believing It's the season of reason, y'all be ceasing the research I'm receiving the meaning, that shit's called teamwork It's not so much as so little has to do with what everything is But it is within our self-interest to understand the topography of our lives unto ourselves the future states that there is no time other than the collapsation of that sensation of the mirror of the memories in which we are living. Common knowledge, but important nonetheless. Channel Spaces.